welcome to the Book of Aurora, episode zero. I'm your host, Crystal, and with me as always is Monica. Hello. And Cameron. Hi. Now, the Book of Aurora is more of a, of a Metroid Prime thing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> that, that's, that, that, that's, taken from, uh, that's taken from Metroid Prime 3. The Aurora units. Yeah. I mean, those are, you know, fun, non-canonical spin-offs, but we're here to talk about the real Metroid games. Yeah, that's true. Metroid 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Yeah, that's also true. Maybe we'll get to the Gaidens a little bit later. And there, Metroid 5 Dread is finally coming out after 20 years uh, in two months. Yeah. that I. What a revelation. When we first saw that trailer at the E3, we like to have lost our damn minds on like multiple axes all at once. And they underbooked it. They put it in the middle they opened it with an apology that it wasn't Metroid Prime. They didn't even know what they had. <laughs> well, I mean, if you open with an apology, you're setting the expectations at a certain level, maybe? I don't know. I wish you could see the little tracker. Like, if we had all um, a, little, a little knob or gauge, we could, you know, ramp it down. When they apologized, it wouldn't be at E3. And then suddenly ramp it all the way back up. It's like an excitement meter. <laughs> yes, excitement meter. And then break the, the meter when it gets to Metroid 5 and Dread. Yeah. When they said it would be a, another Metroid game, what was the thought that went through your, your head? Um, I, I kind of thought it was Metroid Prime Trilogy HD. A lot of people thought that mm-hmm. because the insiders, I think, said once again that it would probably be there. Yeah, all the insiders got owned in the last few months. <laughs> they just keep getting... Nobody said that Metroid 5 was coming. The Prime Trilogy, hmm. Mm. We'll, we'll see it eventually, I'm very, sure. Very Mother 3, that, that series. When they've crushed out all the leakers, uh, we'll finally see it. Kim, uh, what did you think? I didn't know... Okay, look, I'm the one who, at the end of 2020, said, this is the year for Metroid 5, baby. I didn't believe it, though. <laughs> When I said that shit, I was like trying to manifest it, but I didn't believe it a little bit. So when it when it started in, it's like, and here's another Metro game. Oh, I, I was I I did not know what to think. I wouldn't let myself think it would be what it would be. I thought it was going to be a remake. Really, like a Super Metroid remake? Yeah, Super Metroid, or maybe just Metroid Metroid. Yeah, because the opening I thought looked like Samus Returns, so I thought maybe Samus Returns HD. Or Super Samus Returns. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be that. That that's that's pretty reasonable. Wait, Super Samus Returns is the the name for the Super, Super Metroid. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know what would you call it. Super. Uh, what's the zero mission for Super Metroid? Um, I don't know. Return to Zebus, something like that. End of Zebus. Zero mission is such an outsider name. It is. Which doesn't go with Return of Samus. Well, Return of Samus, Samus Returns. Yeah, Return of Samus was the original. Samus right. Returns was the remake. Metroid Super. Metroid Super. Okay, Metroid Super sounds good. Yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> I'm a fan of it. Uh, Monica, what's your relationship with the Metroid series? My relationship with the Metroid series. Okay. So, uh, I think for a, a Christmas way back, I can't remember which year, um, a... Um, an acquaintance of mine gifted me Metroid Prime for the GameCube. Damn, this is a nice acquaintance. Yes. And 
I didn't want to play it. I didn't know anything about the Metroid franchise. I traded in the CD. <laughs> I can't remember which game I traded it for. I think it was Mario Kart. I mean, that's not a double dash. That's not a terrible trade. You played that with family a lot. Yeah, sort of. Shit, I didn't know this, actually. I'm kind of reeling a little bit. You traded away Metroid Prime. Yes, I traded away my Metroid Prime. And I uh, I had played, using an emulator, the first five minutes of Super Metroid, but I did not understand the controls very well. Right. And where to go. So mm-hmm. I think I might have be- beaten Ridley. I might have gotten onto the service side and promptly just gotten lost or, or you know... I was a kid. As happens. But uh, eventually, as I, I guess I was journey, journeying through various games, I played through Fusion. So Fusion was my first Metroid. Oh. Then I thought Samus was really cool, so I had to go through all the other Metroids. And you eventually came back around to the Prime. Oh, games. yeah. I bought it. <laughs> How about you, Crystal? I, Metroid Prime was one of the first games I had on the GameCube. I later played some Metroid Prime 2, and mm-hmm. then some Metroid Prime 3 Corruption. Hmm. I played some Metroid Prime Pinball. Me too, yeah. It was a good, good pinball game. Uh, that's my experience. You know, I've emulated the first 10 minutes of Super Metroid. <laughs> <laughs> that, that seems to be a it's unifying a hard, factor. It's a hard game. It's not easy. You know, no. It was more of the phenomenon where, you know, when you have 10 million ROMs in front of you, it's hard to really commit to one. You just play each for five minutes. Yeah, that, that's, just, Absolutely. that's just what happens. You have this smorgasbord. Why would you spend so much time on just this one thing when you could be finding another thing that instantly resonates with you? But I've, I've not, I don't really have any deep experience with the canonical mainline Metroid series. This is why the Book of Aurora is so... Um, I'm so hyped for it, though, because, Crystal, you'll be engaging with these games for uh, the first time in many cases. Yes. Oh, that will be exciting. <laughs> Cam and I have been sort of considering lore and, and in our usual fashion. It's not as, as, as thorough or as deep, as deep or as wide a lake as uh, The Legend of Zelda. But uh, I'd say it's much more character focused. Yeah. Well, it's much more narrow and mm-hmm. in its focus than Zelda is, yeah. Maybe not more character-focused, but, like, it's moodier. And, Cam, what is your acquaintance? Oh, um, okay, so back in the summer 2002, I was really into Eternal Darkness. <laughs> and uh, then Metroid Prime came out, and I played that, and I went, oh, my God. What the hell am I going to say is my game of the year for 2002 between these two unbelievable games? And then I didn't get very far in Echoes when I played that. I beat the holy living shit out of Corruption when I played that. Uh, I I first played Super Metroid on the Wii emulator, as I recall. And um, I remember, like, I I don't know if I... I'll tell the Super Metroid story once we actually talk about Super Metroid. (laughs) But um, I've played all the mainline Metroid titles and all the Prime titles. There's some of the side games that I haven't played, like Federation Force and Metroid Prime Pinball, or Hunters, now that I think of it. But I, I've played all the mainline stuff. Yeah, I guess it's worth mentioning, too. I, I do. I have also played all of them, just not in necessarily the original release format. Uh, yeah, the Metroid Prime Trilogy Collection on the Wii 
was definitely the one to play. No, I mean like Metroid NES. Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Return of Samus. Yeah, but this is a lore podcast. This is a lore podcast. Yeah. We'll talk about differences between the two games as we go through them, of course. Okay. So, the the idea behind this series, Crystal, you'll be playing the Metroid games. Yes. And probably as you play them and they're fresh on your mind, we'll talk about them. Yeah, they're not very long games. They're not. Blessedly, not very long at all. Even for somebody completely unfamiliar with it. Say you're starting with zero mission. I wouldn't expect that to take you more than maybe, depending on your familiarity with the genre, somewhere between five to ten hours. I've been playing some of the Resident Evil series lately, and I think eight hours is just the perfect video game length. Oh, you're going to feel good about these Metroids. (laughs) But are you a completionist, Crystal? No, not at all. Oh, thank God. (laughs) You will feel so much better going through Metroid games as a not-completionist. I I am a completionist. Yeah. That's the difference between taking six hours for a playthrough versus taking 12. Yep. Or longer. Mm Mm-hmm. They released a 30-second teaser for Metroid 5. They did. They did. I think it's only the second trailer that they've put out for it. That's true. Uh, we, we're doing this episode because we talked for like two hours <laughs> privately about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we thought, <laughs> well, we can probably talk for a good hour about this on, on mic. I think so. And I'm thinking the, the Metroid uh, podcast episodes, much like in the theme of Metroid, will probably be shorter than our Legend of Zelda ones. Although if I'm wrong, I won't be sad either. Although I'd be very surprised. Yeah, there's not. It's it's uh, it's not that much to go through. No, it's it's a much leaner series. Not to say that it's less interesting, but we can't bullshit about it for nearly as long. Could be pretty long though. We'll see. Do we want to cover both of the trailers here, Crystal? Sure. Let's cover the first Metroid Dread announcement trailer. Okay, I'm going to drop that in the Discord. There's a program where you can sync up a, a trailer or a YouTube video, right? Yes, I, I, I use SyncTube. Give me just a second, Chris. I'll send you a link. Our assigned nickname right now is Sleep Animal. Steep Animal. Steep Animal? Oh, Steep Animal. Crystal is Lucky Habit, which is a great nickname. I'm going to give Crystal the ability to also control the screen here. Are we ready for t- to hit go? Yes. Yeah, you go right ahead. Oh, Metroid 5. They do that shit right off the bat. So, pausing quite early on, a couple of things. For, I guess, first thing that you see and uh, is, is Samus's suit. Good suit. Great suit. <laughs> it's got white and teal from, that looks like the teal on the fusion suit. Mm-hmm. And then it's just her chest and head are the classic orange. I love the yeah the the blue added in with the white, and I think people love the light suit from uh, Metroid Prime Two. This looks a little like that. Yeah, but uh, I love how it incorporates the fusion. Like this is still partially biological with the the muscle or the sinew. Yeah, it's definitely design. it's definitely got what looks like a bunch of uh, partly organic makeup beneath the plates. Um, One thing that I read in one of the development diaries surrounding this is that over time, we're working towards uh, the suit is 
redeveloping back into the power armor as we go along. So this would assumedly be a shot very early on when it's still like building up the most basic skeleton of the power suit. The mechanical parts. Yes. Once it once it gets more power suit, you get out the uh, orange spray paint. It doesn't quite look like the power suit so much though because the I know the top part, the the helmet and neck part, yes, but the the balls on the shoulders look like the Varia suit. Yeah. Well, I mean, she she did have those at the end of Metroid Fusion. That's fair. Yes. Do we think this blue part and the white part is what's underneath the orange parts? <laughs> like, is it literally rebuilding up? I think so. Like, this is the most underlayer. Yes. Crystal doesn't have any perspective by which to okay. comment on this, Monica. <laughs> okay. Weird weird door by the in the background, by the way. Very Tetrisy. Yes. Let's continue. Yeah, you control this, Crystal. Stop okay. whenever you see something that jumps out at you. Now, see, the enemies in this game are evil robots. Yes, that's true. It's they're, got an evil eye. Yeah, they're, they kind of look like they're infected with malice. Just the just the frame that you paused on, that's really Ganon's eye directly in the center of its back. There are seven evil robots called Emmy who are here to harvest your DNA. <laughs> Emmy's such a cute name, though. It is. That's psychological warfare. <laughs> yeah. What, was there a, um explanation of the acronym? Oh, there was at some point. I'll look it up once we're finished looking at this. Mechanical. An extraplanetary multi-form mobile identifier. Thank you, Crystal. Thank you. Mobile identifier, which means it stabs things to take their uh, genetic material. And it is somewhere between uh, GLaDOS and a xenomorph from Alien. It does look like a crab. Now, it seems that the robot is immune to Samus's gun. <laughs> yes, that does seem to be the case. Even though with the red eye... And the uh, the plates, it looks like a very clear shoot-me location. And she's shooting it there, as she ought to, but it's all going pew-pew, plink. That These is robots almost seem like they're the perfect Samus hunters. <laughs> almost as if they were designed to fight Samus. It also kind of looks like a morph ball, the round bits. A little bit. Even Samus's missiles don't do shit. No, it just <laughs> shot it point-blank in the face, and the thing doesn't even move. I love how the robot can change direction or uh, configuration so easily. Like where its head is and where its arms are being used or legs just kind of shifts. Yeah, it's very much got a uh, Gennady Tartakovsky General Grievous feel to it. It can be like a man or like a dog or like a crab or like a spider. And when it's standing up here towering over Samus, it's like eight, nine feet tall. Um. What do its hands remind you of? Claws. I, th- I was thinking bird talons. Yeah, a little bit. Kinda? Yeah, yeah they do yeah. look like bird talons. I did also think the claw shot. Oh, yeah, it does look like the mm. claw shot. This is where the robots in Skyward Sword came from. <laughs> yes, they were made from the Emmy. Hmm. It's a side-scrolling video game, just like just like they ought to make more games like. Just like they ought to. And it... it, it I, I really like this sequence because we haven't seen Samus run from shit in like 20 years. I uh, I really like whoever guided this uh, recording because they move just slowly enough. When you know they could, there's probably a lot more room than they're indicating here. They're like, I'm just going to 
slowly jump this part so it'll it won't be you know that behind me yeah they're they're very much skirting the margin of error here and i guess it's locked on there's like a red ring around samus yeah yeah that's that communicates to me that the robot is locked on to you mm-hmm. it goes through doors trailer ends with sam's being choked by the robot and it says metroid dread the title that was canceled 15 years ago <laughs> My read of that shot is that she's actually impaled through the neck and chest. Um, isn't there, didn't they say there are moments where you could potentially uh, escape, but the timing is very narrow? Yeah, that's when they're about to hit you. Oh. Get some of that good 2D Metroid gameplay. This is definitely a Federation, at least partially. This is a Federation architecture? Yeah, it looks like it to me. Yeah, it looks like the inside of some of their bullshit. This is not Chozo at all. What other games do you spend a lot of time on Federation places? Fusion. Yes. Other M. Yes. Okay. It's it's a very recent thing. Oh, a super at the beginning. Samus can punch people in this game. And she can punch people while running, which is a pretty big upgrade from the 3DS game where she had to stop all forward momentum to punch people. But it's a big counter move that she can use on graboids and just like... The thing that she, the worm monster that she punches in the eye there is like 20 feet long and as wide as she is tall. So she could punch with the best of them. She's very fast and she can do cool moves like doing the uppercut, then immediately backflipping and then shooting. God. The interface is very clean. Now, Samus has not usually been this agile before. It, it does vary, depending. Back in the old days, she was very robotic. And then in Super, they were like getting away from that by making her very floaty, but she still didn't feel super smooth. She's definitely been getting more and more agile as the series goes on, but this is a whole world removed from what we're used to. Now, do you think perhaps that might be reflected in the story of her being, her having a bunch of different type of stuff in her at this point? <laughs> she does have a bunch of stuff. She is part Metroid, part bird, and part people. Hold on. There was a brain computer. Yes. With an eyeball? Go back. Yes. A brain with an eyeball. Some kind of uh, mother motherboard, some kind of mother brain. Does it look like a mother brainy thing? It looks like a... Hmm. They showed these things a little bit more in the Treehouse Presents at E3. And I don't want to go into what's at the Treehouse Presents because I think that it's better for all of us if we go in as unspoiled as possible when we actually play the game. As a very side note, and probably unintentional, the there are some parts of the eye that have like microchips and then uh, you know lines and then circles, which is very <laughs> chic. I also wanted to say that these brain things, I think they're called the central CPUs or something. They also happen to look a lot like the Aurora units from Metroid Prime 3. Mm. Well, that makes sense because weren't those Federation things? They were. They were Federation supercomputers. Just before the shot of this uh, eyeball thing, uh, Samus stepped out of what was clearly a Chozo device. Oh, yeah, it's got the Chozo uh, writing on it, which you can tell because it looks like it was made with bird feet. Yeah, it does look like bird feet. So why is it that there's a Chozo thing in this Federation facility? It seems like maybe the Federation are here trying to take some Chozo tech for themselves because the Chozo traditionally leave behind technology on many different planets. Yeah, they build over it, I think. 
the Federation, I think, is building over and around it. This is like an archaeological site. Interesting. At least that's my read of it. The robot can be green type. It can be Gak. Is it? Is that the friendly version for Samus? No. No? No, it looks like it's going to chase her and threaten to slime her on live TV. <laughs> what? You- it was looking away from her, so I thought that it was the shadow clone or whatever. No. Metroid can slide. What are these beasts in the background here? They look like what fossils ep- almost? Yeah, there's gigantic ones. Oh, yeah. Um, some of them, I think, are architecture, which is weird because you don't see a lot of this kind of architecture in Metroid usually. You can see little bits and pieces of it, sort of, in Super Metroid. But architecture that looks like living things, not as much. And I don't know. I don't. I have no idea what the hell is going on with this big tunnel that looks like it goes along the body length of some kind of quadrupedal dead monster. Um, Metroid um, Samus Returns did have really pretty backdrops, but I don't. They weren't like this. No, 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 no. Hey, hold on. Who's that guy? That's a Chozo. That was a Chozo man. That's aren't those guys all dead? It's just super <laughs> not clear, Crystal. We know that they all went away. We don't know that they're all dead. This is the Here's- first time we have encountered a living Chozo in the Metroid series. It is indeed. Mm. It is definitely the first time Samus has been face-to-face with one. Oh, here's the green one again, I see. Samus can turn invisible like the Predator to fight the aliens. <laughs> Emmys. Just in the shot right before this, she was powering up. Was she? There was a glow. Oh, yeah. Was so it was- an orange glow? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, she has some kind of orange glow. Big monsters. There's definitely big monsters in this one, and they look much more dynamic than the ones that were in the older games. It 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 looks like a very advanced boss, but... It's definitely the first. It's one. the first boss. Yeah, Monica saw this, and she was like, that looks like it'll be the last boss. And I was like, girl, I saw this on the treehouse, and that's where you get the ability to turn invisible that you need against, like, the second Emmy. In the background of the shot with the monster, it looks like there's a statue of a Chozo with with its head missing. Yeah. or And it's, it's sitting in some sort of river of red liquid. Yeah. There's, 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 there's potentially some stuff going on here. Background storytelling wasn't really a thing. Like, using the background textures to tell you about the world that you're moving through wasn't as much of a thing in the first three Metroid games. It really started up a lot more in the GBA titles. But seeing what they're doing with it here is quite interesting. So we also saw a yellow-type Emmy that is very fast. Yeah. I think this is a rust-type Emmy. That sucks. It it was, I assume, after we've blasted it, but it's still there. That might be the case, yeah. Hmm. They're not so easy to take down. And now it's Metroid Dread. Coming in October. I love the chirping radar noises that they make yeah i'm sure i will really hate it come the actual game (laughs) metroid for me really is a a series of games that i find difficult and it's not my preferred genre or even tone or even tone but i i will do a lot for a character that i enjoy like i can't get you to play hollow knight no Samus is the big difference maker there. Yes, absolutely. Do we want to watch the second Metroid Dread trailer? That's really what's driven us to 
do this whole thing in the first place. So, yeah, I feel like we got to. <laughs> Arguably, though, it's only 34 seconds denser with information than the first one. Much more. Like this one, we might actually have to open outside of sync tube as well, just so we could go frame by frame on a certain part. We open up with Sam's ship. You know, it's her ship because it looks like her helmet. Yeah. I always love that conceit. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. She's got like three ships and they all look like her helmet. Now, her armor does look different this one. She's got orange stuff instead of blue stuff. And her the sinew on the white part is more obvious and it's a different color. It's yellow. Yes, she. I feel like this is a little bit deeper into the game than mm-hmm. the first trailer, and that we're seeing more of the return of the power suit over time. I'm I'm starting to think that when you kill an Emmy, you get some kind of resource out of it that allows you to boost the regeneration of your armor. We see just a flash of her eyes, which really is the preferred mode of seeing. If we must see parts of Samus, just her eyes, just flashes. It's a quick flash. Uh, she's taking elevator far, far down somewhere into a, a big Chozo statue. Something worth noting is that during that sequence where she's riding the elevator down, and just before that, she's hearing a computerized voice, which is assumedly the voice of the AI that is based on one Adam Malkovich. It's mentioning that long-range communications seem to be degrading badly, and anything else that it's trying to say is very difficult to make I out. didn't even hear that. Can we go back? Sure. Yeah, that's definitely a voice that's, like, garbled up. Wow. That's what it sounds like when Skype glitches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the Skype voice. Skype Adam. There's interference from the elevator, I assume. Yeah, which, you know, she's going underground, so it's hard to get the signals. Uh, we see some sort of, like, Egyptian mural. Hieroglyphics. Yeah, it looks like it has Chozo hieroglyphics. And there's some sort of big Chozo general ordering a few Chozo soldiers to throw some other Chozo guys down a big hole. Yes. Chozos in robes. The executions. Now, Samus, being able to read Chozo, is able to interpret this <laughs> Uh, much more in a way that's much more information dense than what we can do. I suppose no one's cracked the uh, the Chozo symbols. I don't believe so. It looks like chicken scratch, kind of literally, like you took a chicken's foot and then just kind of put it in different directions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, all the letters are triangle shapes. Yes, well, that's pretty cool. Triforce, <laughs> maybe. But I, I, I could see why one might think that this could be a very simple cipher. Probably. Nintendo loves to do that stuff. They do. When I was looking at this, I was like, why don't the birds fly? And I'm like, oh. Chozo can't fly. <laughs> well, they're wearing robes, too. <laughs> Did you think that's holding their wings back? I don't know. Maybe? Chozo canonically cannot fly. <laughs> no, birds can fly. That's true. What I really like about this suit is that, like, Part of her shoulder armor is cracked off, and her sinew is, like, popping out of it. She's got great shoulders. She's tore up in this one. Shoulders and back. But that implies that if you took off that piece of armor, there would still just be a big spherical muscle there. Yeah. Hell yeah, it does. So it looks to me like maybe she gets a few more upgrades. She flexes so hard, that whole thing just pops off, and she's all muscle. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Be very, uh... Yeah, I'd be for that. But that's, you know, people. there's not usually that sort of um, 
like body horror type stuff in Metroid, is there? In Metroid Fusion, it was a primary plot thing. Like that, there she, was, that she was like her shape was changing. That was part of it, yes. Samus's yeah, okay. thing early on was a big part of it. But also body horror in general was a big part of Fusion. And I think that you'll enjoy those elements when you play it. They're played fairly subtly for what they are, but there's some boss encounters where it's like, ah, what the fuck? I feel like it's kind of like that in Corruption, too. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, the, the phase on's getting to you. There, there's one little detail in this shot that certain old heads are very excited about. And those are the two uh, missile thrusters on Samus's back mm. because it implies to some people that you're going to be getting the speed booster in this game, which was missing from Samus Returns. Good detail. Yeah. They, they want to go faster? <laughs> they want to go faster, yes. Okay. She already Sam- runs pretty fast. Samus has a special power in several Metroid games where if you run fast for a while, you turn into running really fast and things in front of you just explode on contact. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, it's it's very good. It is I, great. I think you'll like, like, it's in Metroid Zero Mission when you play that one, and I think you'll like it a lot. Oh, interesting. The, um... The Chozo General has an arm cannon just like Samus's. Yes. the um, This is actually elucidated on a little bit in the Chozo memories in Samus Returns, in which the Chozo General-looking dude is part of a faction of Chozo, all of whom have weapons that look similar to Samus's, though I think he might be the only one with the actual arm cannon. It makes sense, though. Chozo, I mean, Samus's armor is Chozo armor, therefore... Something, something, Chozo, wear the armor. But the fact that he has it when most mm. people don't is interesting. Yes. Well, no, his soldiers look kind of look like they have an arm cannon and the uh, same uh, circle shoulders as Samus. Yeah. Yeah, their whole armor is shaped very similarly, actually. Yes. There's this whole faction of the Chozo out there who just happen to be armed very similarly to Samus. But you've paused here on a shot of the Chozo that we saw in the first trailer. Yeah, that looks like the same guy, and he kind of looks like the Chozo General in the mural because he has the same shoulder pauldrons. Yes, though his helmet is different enough, this is, in fact, not the Chozo General. It is one of the guys in blue robes, in the robes. Who, who's yeah. being thrown off. Oh, yes, he does have blue robes on. The And we can see behind him, it's one of the weird Tetris doors. Yes. So of, this is current. One of probably. the doors that mark, when you go through those... You're in the territory of an Emmy. So this is most likely that guy greeting you before you go into an Emmy territory. Mm. Now, do we think this guy's alive or is it some sort of ghost or hologram? There have been a lot of ghosts and holograms of the Chozo, I suppose. He looks pretty alive. He, he, he certainly seems to be corporeal. His arms are feathered and it looks like those same feathers were used to make the feathers around the neck of the robe he's wearing. <laughs> well, I mean, it's funny to me. I mean, if you could make clothes out of your own stuff, would you? Yeah, I guess so. You're asking me if I would if I would wear human leather? Well, I mean, if it was your leather, but no, I mean like if you could t- if you were bird people and you had really cool-looking plumage, would you use your own plumage to make accessories for yourself? No. <laughs> oh, well, okay. Maybe, you know, uh, the Chozo kind of lose the feathers in their old age, so this is kind of like a toupee. <laughs> well, maybe he just actually has a lot of plumage around his neck, too. Oh, okay, so the, the robes are actually, there's room for the feathers to poke through. Yes. Okay. Maybe that's just what his shoulders look like, or okay. his, that zone. Okay, 
now we're getting into the uh, new depictions of the Chozo memories from Samus Returns. The first image that we see is of a bunch of Chozo, including this one, fleeing a cave that's being attacked by Alpha Metroids. And people are getting dragged off and torn to shreds. And Warrior Chozo are trying to protect the Sage Chozo as they're all fleeing. Because Metroid's very bad. The Warrior Chozo just have spears. And I feel like gun arm would really help here. You would think, right? Yeah. Maybe the spears are guns. I, I would think that they probably are. And, and like, like energy spears as well. Because they use them for some serious fighting. Next shot, it looks like there's some Chozo warriors uh, listening to a speech given by their general wearing a red cape. And then there's a dead Chozo blue robe person laying dead on the ground. Yes. Um, we are looking here at, you can tell from the shape of his helmet that it is a very specific blue robed Chozo. In fact, it seems to be the same Chozo that Samus was speaking to earlier. Interesting. Only this scene, as depicted, would have taken place before Metroid 2, much less Metroid 5. Some of the Chozo warriors, well, most have spears, it seems. But is that a shield as well? Yes, they do also have shields. And was there another scene? Oh, yeah, there was another sequence, actually, another shot before this. Oh, yes. If we go back just a little bit, we can see um, a shot where the particular Chozo that we've been talking about is looking on as some warriors try to hold back a very large Metroid um, while the area is flooded by purple acid that the sages are using to lock in the Metroids. And it's a very silly Metroid uh, medallion wall thing. I don't think it's silly. I think it's cool. I guess. You track all your Metroids. They are giant weapons. Is that gold part trying to zoom what, what are you talking about i'm trying to look at his helmet the gold this part yeah i guess it's no i was wondering if it, the helmet came down a bit but no i don't think no, so it's just oh yeah like i see how those would be eye holes and then a beak they kind of pocket oh, yeah, yeah. It, it looks, looks like, like a big like, bird okay yeah it looks like a bird head it's uh, a good design when we look at that uh that shot of the general speaking to the warriors over the dead scholars it also zooms in harder on that one dead scholar. Yeah. And I would like to suggest that at this point you open the video up in YouTube and go through the rest of it for yourself. Because there's a little bit of a thing. Quick flashes. Yes. Do we have screen caps of these flashes? It's kind of hard to grab all of them. Well, Crystal, you know how to go frame by frame on YouTube, right? Yeah, you press the uh, left and right. Greater than, less than symbols. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And you have to here because each of these images is only up for about two frames. Frame one, it's a hologram of a Metroid being analyzed. Yes. It's so cute. A little Metroid-y. What's the second image there, Crystal? It's uh, one frame of Samus shooting at some pink monster. Yeah. And a couple frames of Samus... Seeing the X parasites. Yes. In fact, that is Samus's first encounter with the X, where she shoots a frog monster and the X comes out and then infects her suit. That's grody. The the, the next shot is Samus on a medical bed or something, and just the golden goop is just seeping out everywhere. 
and I, I hate to imagine it's probably flooding her helmet. Yeah. Ew. Then Samus wakes up and she has the fusion suit on. A very controversial suit. It looks much uh, more radically biological than it did in Metroid Fusion here. Yeah, it looks like what would be under the suit that she's wearing. Yeah, it's got a bunch of tight tendons and stuff on it. Yeah, looking at art of the original Fusion suit, it's not... It it doesn't look as much like flesh and muscle. It just kind of looks like rounded plastic or metal or something. Yeah. Mm. Like, there are muscle elements to it, but not so much in the blue parts. But this looks like muscle. Yes. Do you think Samus can feel through those muscle bits? It is biological. I don't think so. Probably. Oh, okay. And what's this last shot, Crystal? You get a quick couple frames of the Samus Aaron X copy of (laughs) Samus with the hollow eyes, and this time she has hair. Now with hair. Now with hair. I don't like it. Well, why is it that these memories are starting from fusion? Well, I have a theory with regards to that. I also have a theory with regards to that because we're seeing the memories of the of SAX. <gasps> oh, that's an interesting one. Well, could you elaborate on that a little bit for our readers or listeners just to make sure that they know what you're saying? Well, in Fusion, Samus gets infected with the X parasite and that creates a copy of Samus called Samus Aaron X or SAX. Right. And she's kind of the stalker enemy of the game who stalks you throughout the game is like a creepy doppelganger hunting you. And at the end, she gets reintegrated into Samus so that she can defeat the Omega Metroid. Mm -hmm. So now it's in her. She's got SAX in her. So are are you suggesting that Samus herself is part X? I am suggesting that, yes. Interesting. And the reason Samus has hair in this flashback, the SAX does, is because the, the memories of Samus and the SAX are kind of blurring. They're becoming one. So the X is thinking of itself as human. Hmm. Interesting thought. It's not entirely out of the question. There is a distinct possibility that we are uh, playing the SAX. Yes. Or, yeah. So to speak. So to speak. Or literally, as Crystal is saying. Right. Literally as an integrated with who we know to be Samus, but also potentially not. (laughs) I would, I would like to share my theory. Do we want to finish the video first? Yeah, yeah. I, I guess we kind of need to finish the trailer. Next shot, Samus's eyes go very wide in some sort of shock. And then her, she kind of clenches her hand as it looks some kind of purple energy is running up it. Purple, not orange. Yes. Not orange, no. It's, it's pinkish purple. She's having a very strong reaction to whatever it is that she's seeing. Yeah, it's hard to... We disagree about what emotion um, they're trying to convey here. You're thinking fear. I can't help, yes, also with the name of the, the game. Dread. It's dread or fear. Tell, tell us your original theory about this. I've been hurt. <laughs> what? I've been hurt by this franchise. Okay, go on. They have depicted Samus in fear a lot of times. Sure. And my immediate thought was, is this just one more time where she is in distress, having had flashbacks to some very uh, traumatic uh, recent events? 
I hope it's not that. Your theory was that she was losing control of the suit. Oh, yeah, that too. Like somebody was trying to hijack it, I think. Yeah, the, the, the hand seems quite twisted in a very uncomfortable way. So that was my other possibility, that somebody is possibly hijacking the suit. Okay. Now, let, let, let me hit you all with mine. It's fairly simple. Um, so this, this whole trailer is about Samus looking at the mural, more or less, right? Uh-huh. uh-huh. But it starts off, she looks at the mural, and she thinks back to this person that she spoke to earlier, this Chozo. But while she's staring at the mural, this same Chozo is depicted as, like, she's reading how that Chozo died. And she goes, wait a fucking second. If that Chozo's dead, how did I just talk to them? And that's when she has these flashbacks to the X. And that body of that Chozo was left behind on SR388, which is the home world of the X. Oh. <laughs> so her conclusion that she's drawing is that the Chozo that she's talking to is an ex who has taken on the appearance, power, knowledge, and memory of a very specialized Chozo scientist. The universe is fucked. So th- th- I don't know if you've heard, Crystal, but the primary idea behind the X is that if they get out to a planet, if they ever became spaceworthy, so to speak, then they would spread unstopped, sort of like the flood from Halo, but much worse. And now they have the means to do so. Yeah. In fact, the question becomes, how did this particular X get on this planet in the first place? And to me, there's only two possible conclusions. One, the Federation brought it here, not knowing what it was. Like it disguised itself as a regular X instead of taking on the form of the Chozo the entire time. Or two, because it has the knowledge of the Chozo, it's already capable of interstellar travel. And there's no telling how far it's already gone. I'd allow for three. Um, The Federation knew, but then we're like, ooh, (laughs) we can take advantage of this. Oh, I see. Oh, like they're using an ex-Chozo to gain access to Chozo technology on this planet. Yeah. Oh, that would be so, so poorly advised. I mean, two sides of that, too. Like, maybe the ex was in Chozo form, and they were like, hey, I'm a Chozo. So, with or without their knowledge. So, you're thinking the Federation brought it here. Yep. Maybe that that ex has been a Chozo for a while. Mm. Maybe since... For, for decades. Yeah. For most of Samus's lifetime. Mm. And um, it, it traveled here before, it the, even before the Chozo died. Chozo's just here. Oh, that could be interesting. We really haven't, like, talked to an ex. <laughs> we, we have no idea what this is going to be like. We yeah. know that when the ex spend more energy on copying something, that they more precisely copy what it is and how, like, how it can think. Yeah, but I don't quite understand the concept of, you know, it has the memory and knowledge and everything of a thing. It's all chemical. But it's evil. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, evil? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, why? Well, it's not necessarily evil. It just wants to spread more X. Sure. Which comes into contact with our own um, survival needs in a way that would frame it as evil for us. Okay. You know, it's possible that the X have already spread further than anyone has realized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Universe Even that Chozo Civil War could be X Chozo versus Chozo Chozo. 
Yeah, there, there's a lot of potential avenues that this conflict could go down because so far the warrior Chozo haven't shown up except as a backstory explanation for what happened to this Chozo who may or may not but probably is an ex. Oh, this is why the Metroids are attacking the Chozo because they're designed oh. to hunt X. So if they're injecting X into themselves to become super soldiers or whatever, then uh, Metroids got to eat that. That could be interesting. I'd like to... I'd like to put a pin in that one for until after you've played uh, Metroid, the second one. Because there's that's the one where we come back to the Chozo memories, and we can talk about that a lot. Good thing it's soon. It is soon. And the order of games. Yes. But so, Cam- I, what was your theory, Cameron? My theory is that Samus just realized that this particular Chozo is an X. I think, I think perhaps that, and also that opens the possibility that she too is an X. <laughs> that would be interesting because I read Samus's reaction as sort of some kind of sense of uh, betrayal or realizing a truth that has been kept from her. Mm-hmm. She was an X all along. Yeah, oh. I think the purple energy running up her arm is the X asserting control. Metroid f- Five only five is the Roman numeral V colon Illage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, V. Because it goes two directions, but it's yeah. connected. Metroid 5 only, it's a V, and then times 2, therefore X. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and it also explains, well, why are these Emmy hunting me? They're not malfunctioning. They're doing what they're designed to do, is kill the X. <laughs> I, 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 especially coming from Fusion, I feel like... The Federation is about to fuck around and find out. Or they've been fucking around. They've been fucking around, but Sakamoto has not yet let us make them find out. Yes. This is them going full, we we want to stop Samus. Uh, that that doesn't go well for, for anyone. She does keep showing up and wrecking their uh, highly illegal biological weapon research. I think the Federation might be the baddies. I think they might be the baddies. This is what I've wanted since Fusion. Yeah, we really just want a game where they're the baddies and we get to deal with them as the baddies. Because, you know, Space Federation, we don't get a lot of explanation or story about them. We just know they're a council of alien races. Was that in... Over time, the, the associated media kind of blurs in. What do you mean? Do we even know that about the, the Space Federation? That there's lots of different species? Yeah. Yeah, generally, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where do we know that from? Well, we I, partially yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a non-human besides um, a space pirate. Okay, are we counting the Prime games here? So, uh, so. Oh, well, okay, I guess that's true in the Prime games. Because Gendreda, Rundus, Gore, and several other characters are implied to come from species that are distinctly non-human but are part of the Federation. Um in the manga, there's tons and tons and tons of different alien species. Uh, look at these cute yeah. little guys. Yeah, and that's from the original uh, Metroid uh, instruction manual. That's the Federation Council. <laughs> yes. Bird guy, there's a little crab cyclops guy, there's a bug guy, and there's a goblin guy. Yeah. A person who looks like Skull Kid. Yeah. Yeah, it's just little alien guys. Now, they, they have made it much more human-centric uh, and especially in the GBA era, but we don't know what it looks like now. Generally speaking, the more fash parts of the Federation are human-centric. 
interesting. They're kind of like the Galactic Republic. A little bit. And the Federation Force are the Jedi. Yeah, a little bit. Oh, God, do I need to play Federation Force? And Samus is Anakin Skywalker. Oh, no. <laughs> well, because she used to be part of the Federation Force, but now she's going to kill him. Oh, my God. Does that mean that the space pirates are the Tusken Raiders? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that totally tracks. This totally tracks. This totally tracks. Okay, so Anakin Skywalker is a ripoff of Samus Aran. Yeah, Samus is also wants revenge on the Tusken Raiders. She killed them all, even the women and the children. I don't really <laughs> should do that. <laughs> and she killed Mother Brain. That's the woman. Yeah, that is. Also, she blew up the entire planet. Yeah, there were probably kids on there. Yeah, they probably all died. I'm I'm overwhelmed by this. Yeah, Monica can't <laughs> take of it. Lore. She can't take chunk the prequel of, comparisons. These, of- these perfect analogies. Hmm. You're telling me the Federation might be a little biased when they label an entire species space pirates? Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 They are pretty piratey. They no, they f- are are. Encounters with them involve um, having shit stolen. We, we we do also need to outline that, again, there is a difference here depending on which part of the Metroid continuity you're looking at. Because space pirates are not a species in the Prime games. They are, much like the Federation, a collection of species who are more imperialistic in the way that they look out upon the universe. They just get called pirates by the Federation. Very into uh, biologically modifying themselves. Yeah. Sounds like the Federation. <laughs> it does, yes. They're, they're very much opposite numbers to each other. But the space pirates haven't been much of a thing ever since Zebes blew up. We'll see if that changes at some Yeah, I point. see the, the Zebesians are kind of, kind of have crab claws. Then there's also the pirate homeworld where they're shaped differently, are more like eel people. And then yes. there's the Talon Four ones, which are kind of uh, lizard-like. Yes. Now, some people think that these are all different species. Some people think that these are all the same species who have been genetically modifying themselves to better survive in different environments. And some interpretations go that the Zebesians are not actually indigenous to Zebes because originally they weren't, but that when pirates take over a place, they name themselves after that place as part of claiming it. Now, this reads to me as they want to redesign space pirates in every game, and this is kind of a lore excuse to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. As Nintendo This is the Book of Medora. Have we ever shied away from that kind of thing? They should do that in Halo. Every time they redesign the Elite, that's actually a different kind of Elite. No more Sangali, or whatever they're called. Because the the aliens do do look pretty different between the Halo games, at at least as much as the space pirates, I think. Yeah, even just moving from Halo 1 to Halo 2, shit changed a lot. I'm sure if there was a Halo lore podcast, they could make it up. Oh, I'm sure that there are Halo lore podcasts. (laughs) Oh, they probably do do that, actually. They track all the different subspecies of Jackal. Oh, yeah, they're probably much more uh, collative uh, Halo lore. Yeah, I, I do mean the creative kind. Oh, okay. The transformative kind like we are. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Dread Dread looks like it has a bunch of potential threads to its plot that could be very interesting, both for long time and new fans of this series. Sakamoto said this is the conclusion that will decide the final fates of Metroid of the Metroids and Samus Aran. Yes, this this is the end of the story. 
that is the relationship between Samus and the Metroids up to this point, but it is not the last story involving Samus. Had to clarify that. I feel well, yeah, like it's Metroid Prime 4, of course. Naturally. I, I feel like um, Sakamoto's full of horse shit, and what this is actually doing is closing the larger arc that like is described by Samus meeting the Metroid hatchling and Prime and Metroid 2 going through the X. Because if this is the final end of the X and the Metroids, they can close that chapter completely and move on to something else. It's kind of awkward when your your series is named Metroid. Well, Samus is the Metroid. She's the ultimate warrior. They just have to officially establish that in this game. That's true. It's like she needs to... There needs to be a line somewhere near the end where the Federation thinks that they have her trapped on this planet. Because the idea of it is that you're in the center of the planet and you're making your way out. And there needs to be a report at some point that the last Metroid is in captivity. The galaxy is at peace. And then she busts out. Yes. Yeah. Uh, That that was one of the ideas. I think, did we talk about that on the... E3 Book of Medora. Very possible. Yeah, that maybe in this one, she's traveling from the depth of the planet That's been confirmed. Up. That's confirmed. Oh. Yeah, that was confirmed in the treehouse. Awesome. Cool. And then at the end, maybe she meets the ghosts of her dads, and they're like, Samus, you have truly become the Metroid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Her, her bird dads. God. Do we have more to say about Metroid Dread at this juncture? Not yet. Not okay. until the next trailer. Crystal, take what some order? Questions? Oh, yes. What were you going to say, Malika? Uh, what order will you be playing the, the Metroids that exist? I am going to attempt Metroid 1, mm-hmm. and I'll either get through it or give up and play Zero Mission. Yes. I, I genuinely think you should go right to Zero Mission, but if you think you can do it, more power to you. Um... And then I will be playing Metroid 2 Return of Samus to be replaced by Metroid Samus Returns. Wow. And then Super Metroid. Uh-huh. And then Metroid Fusion. Hell yeah. Wow. In in the uh, story order, shall we say? Yeah, yeah the story I, order. Also release order because it was released chronologically. Well, yes, but to be replaced by the the newer versions. Yeah, of course. But yes, I'd love to take some questions about Metroid Dread. Mikey asked, what's your biggest dread about Metroid Dread? <sighs> Who wants to tackle this one first? You. Me? Yeah. My biggest dread about Metroid Dread is that um, Sakamoto tries to do his concept of a story <laughs> out of fusion and... The game bombs and Nintendo kills Metroid for forever. I mean, it could happen. Yeah. Does I mean, this I, seem I, like I, the game over which the fate of the Metroid series hinges? Yes. Or, I mean, I feel like Samus Returns was probably that, too. And it did... Did it do okay? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, okay. it, it, it did. It performed very well for their expectations for launching after the Switch. Yeah. But this is a new one. I feel like Nintendo must have somebody with like just a giant squeaky mallet or actual mallet just standing behind Sakamoto constantly. Are they getting ready? To- <laughs> it yeah, could be me it. too. He's I wearing a there. fucking shock collar while he's writing the script. <laughs> they were so careful about that on the treehouse. They're introducing Adam. They're like, 
Now in this one, he does not give you any orders. He just tell gives you suggestions about where to go. It's you don't get directions from him. He drops some lore stuff. Don't worry, the player is definitely the one who chooses everything about where to go, and they figure out things for themselves. They even had Sakamoto kind of say his role in this is is not as significant for that stuff. Did he? Did, Didn't they? I'm not. I don't remember. That. I can't quite remember the E3. I, I, I feel I, like they were trying to communicate. I that. do remember a very specific line that jumped out at me which is uh, the one that I'm posting in the Discord right now, where they ask, what kind of character is Samus in Metroid Dread? Oh, yeah. I, I, I refer to this. And he says, she's the same Samus everyone knows. You can't go wrong with a stoic pro-bounty hunter. Which, for our listeners who aren't familiar with Metroid, is quite the fucking turnaround from the last time he wrote this character. I can't help thinking that he's trying to be catty about it. Somebody just slapped him across the face over and over and over on this shit. He had to press his head to the hot plate for like 15 seconds straight to be allowed to make another Metroid. That's a little Kaiji reference. Crystal, what what is your dread about Metroid Dread? They're going to bring in Silux. Oh my. <laughs> I don't want to see that Prime shit in here. They're not going to bring in that's, Silux. That's, that's Tanabe stuff. You ain't got to worry about that. Prime okay. 4, yeah, he'll show up. But in this one, no, Sakamoto pretends that the Prime games ain't even there. This is a sequel to Fusion and Samus Returns. Yes, fear not. I don't have any particular dreads about Dread, to be perfectly honest. You are hype. I, it looks good, and I'll just take it as it is for whatever it is. I guess my biggest dread is that the the fucking hold they have on Sakamoto's neck isn't quite tight enough. I think that answers Luke's question about how do we feel about Sakamoto directing the game. It's it's absolute it's absolutely fine. Also, he he's the producer rather than the director. It's developed by Mercury Steam, developers of Castlevania Lords of Shadow 2. Why'd you gotta do me? <laughs> it can't be also just Castlevania Lords of Shadow. Lords of Shadow, and also Samus Returns, which was very good. And Lords American of- McGee presents Scrapland. Oh, no. Wait, how was that? I don't know. I never played it. It looks okay. I, I know that Bad Day LA was supposed to be bad, but I don't know much else about American McGee's uh, body of work. It looks Lords like of- the robots movie. Ah. Uh, Lords of Shadow 1 was great. Great game. And Nintendo's hold on its... Uh, Third party, second party, yes, developers second party partners basically. is uh, quite tight. So we don't expect that you will kill the devil with a knife that it turns out can kill anything, which is the reason that it could kill Carmilla in the first place. <sighs> or weird game. sexual imagery around killing women. Yeah, yeah, that got that got weird. Oh, they're remastering Scraplands. Oh, really? Yeah. How interesting. But yeah, I, 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 I'm not that worried about Sakamoto. I mean, I guess I'm a little worried, but I'm not that worried. On the one hand, we all feel how we feel about Sakamoto, but it's also like, wow, Nintendo really treasures its employees. It, yeah. <laughs> Maybe a little too much. You could definitely imagine that if there was such a catastrophic failure of a project with as much backing as Other M had at the time at at pretty much any other major video game publisher, Sakamoto might have been thrown out on his ear. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's actually interesting that Nintendo doesn't have, like, like, a lot of people will leave Konami or Capcom and form their own studios that basically do the same things they were doing at those companies. Right. You don't really hear of that from Nintendo so much. Yeah. I always wonder why. Good, uh, good traction. Good employee retention. Retention. Yeah. Yeah. I... It seems like the culture there must be different in some way because their average employee uh, tenure for counting everyone at once is like 14 years or some ridiculous number. Imagine an American video game company where the average person working there had been there for 14 years. Yeah. I guess they kind of do it in the sense of like HAL and Intelligent Systems and um, Sora Limited. But then those go on to have extremely close relationships with Nintendo. There's not, like, bad blood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Nintendo, in, in the case of Intelligent Systems in particular, Nintendo helped set them up in the first place. Yes. They were like, hey, we should break off and make our own thing so we can, like, do this independently. And I don't know how that works. It's some kind of particular Japanese business thing, but it seems to work pretty good. Yeah, it works pretty good that they don't even really acquire studios. Isn't that nice? God, imagine if id was still its own studio. What, you don't think it's good that Microsoft is buying every studio? That they're becoming the Disney of video games? Uh, I, I have my reservations. Yeah, it seems it seems like a weird thing to clap for at E3. Oh, big claps. It's like, I remember when that news came out and you and I were talking about it, I was like, I'm still not sure I believe this bullshit. People are not freaking out enough about this. That was about Ninja Theory. No, 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 about buying Bethesda. Oh, Bethesda. A company big enough to have its own E3 show. Uh, Yeah, like easily outside of the big three third parties that are uh, EA, Activision, and Ubisoft, like Bethesda was next. Like it's bigger than Capcom or Square or pretty much any of the other major third party publishers you want to name. And... Microsoft just fucking gobbled them up, and it's like, fuck? Yeah, yeah, but Nintendo don't do that as much, and I'm honestly pretty glad for it. Tank asks, what are the odds of SAX showing up again? 100%. <laughs> I will, I will, I will eat a hot dog if SAX does not show up in Metroid Dread. Damn. Mm. All right. What's the second one? Will they get a redemption arc and become a hero? Maybe? I'm if Crystal's theory is right, yes. Uh I'm I'm like fifty fifty on this SX showing up again. I maybe want, higher than I 50. say no. But uh it would be interesting if you know the ex having having taken over somebody who let's say has very strong opinions about the uh the galaxy and whether or not it should be taken over by various things, that it would maybe turn face oh i see against its kind i guess that would be interesting yeah it would also be really cool if an sax just showed up and killed one of the emmy yeah like that'd be radical but uh, i'm i'm not as uh uh sure about this the sax is about as evil as ganon is to me like it's pure no we don't it is not like ganon okay no it's not a creature it's just a little creature that is as smart and as purposeful as Samus is and is specifically trying to wipe out all life in the galaxy except for itself. I'm just realizing how much the sequels to Metroid Prime are just ripoffs of Metroid Fusion. 
I don't have the wherewithal to answer that right. <laughs> we'll get to it. I guess. Third question, will they finally let you play as Zelda? No. Who, who's no. Zelda in this? Zelda's not in Metroid. Is Zelda the yet. Metroid? <laughs> oh, is Zelda the Hatchling? No, you can't play as the Hatchling in this one. <laughs> Rob asks, should the final boss be Justin Bailey? I don't think that Justin Bailey was even a person. No, it was just... It, it was like you could input any any text that added up to a certain hex code, and Justin Bailey just happened to be the first one discovered. Yes, and wasn't it like the person who discovered it might have been Justin Bailey, right? Maybe. Or something. There were long theories about the meaning of this, and I, I remember that one of the theories was that Bailey was like an Australian reference to swimsuits, right. so she was just in a swimsuit. The... Uh- there, there are generators out there that can generate passwords to get you specific things in Metroid, the original, right? Like, there, there are hex generators. So, it, you could figure out how to get some passwords that look a lot like names to get Probably. results very similar. The internet was a very different place back then. I'd like to tell people who weren't alive at that point or using the internet. but uh... Justin Bailey being the final boss would be like fighting a ghost of an idea. Which means, yes... The final boss should be Justin Bailey. What if shows? What if Samus's dad is Justin Bailey? <laughs> you know, it's like Chozoified, so it's like just in the Bailey. Oh man, Gray Voice's true name, Justin Bailey. Do we have an example of Chozo names? We do. Um, they seem to be more like descriptions of themselves. Like we've heard of Goldthroat. Um, one of Samus's dads is named Gray Voice. One of her other dads is named Old Bird. Uh, is this all from the manga? Yes. Okay. Th- those still seem to be canon with regards to like Zero Mission. Yeah. That feels to me like something that would be a transliteration of what it sounds like in her language. That's very possible. Yes. Who names a kid Old Bird? Yeah, I think that he took that name on as he got old. Because when Samus is, she has trouble pronouncing it for whatever reason. And he's like, you just call me Oji-chan. That's it. I see. Huh. Well, I mean, Justin could be her human parent name. Oh, my God. Yeah. Samus Aran's actual name is like Sally Bailey. (laughs) But when you're adopted by the Chozo, they're like, Bailey is a really silly name. We're going to call you Aran for the Roadrunner. For the weighted knitting. Yeah. Extra thick yarn. Um, Scapegoat asks, do you think one of the endings will be Samus taking off her helmet and she has dreads? I don't know if this is, like, cool to say or not, but I don't know, man. White people with dreads. Yeah. I uh. I, I you watch out for him. I hope she's not wearing dreads. I don't think Samus really styles her hair because no. she wears a helmet all the time. I think that when she does style it, she preens it some. Oh gosh! Yeah, I don't really understand long hair, Samus, to begin with. It's probably get in the way, kind of uncomfortable. Yeah, I always figured she would tie it back, and not in like a giant long ponytail that it would also get in the way. No, I I think she probably tucks most of it into her helmet. Like her, her helmet's fairly like it's it's just back there, and she might like wear a cap under there. Also, you're stuck in a, a suit for like how long do you Days. figure she's on each planet? Days, days, weeks, months. 
guess grimy. Grimy. Yeah, they don't they don't talk about that when it comes to people who are always in armor. Yeah, you get to stankin. Do they, I know I know for a fact I haven't read them, but I know for a fact that the Halo novels address this for Master Chief. Yeah, he pisses into his thigh pads. Okay. Oh, just like in Dune. Yeah. Okay. And it's recirculated or whatever. But how does it deal with like his more general body stank? He just he just deals with it. Okay. It doesn't Man. even smell bad to him. I guess that makes sense. He's but never been taught he... that it smells bad. Uh, I I just imagine that at some point he takes off his helmet around people and they're just hit by this tidal oh, wave no. of like just unbelievable funk. That's why they show all the scenes of Halo Four of Master Chief being sad that he has no friends. Because he's, he's like, big... it's because I'm a fucked up machine man, but it's actually because he he really needs a shower. He's just so stinky. <laughs> I think Samus would know how to get a shower. I think there's like a shower on her ship. Oh no, Samus is actually relatively normally socialized at this point. I think. Probably. Like, her whole thing is that she goes out and, like, we have pictures of her for, uh, and endings from various games going out to bars. Oh, yeah. Going clubbing or shopping I love or those whatever. shots. We know that she lives a normal life, and she probably has a pretty normal sense of, like, fashion and whatnot. Yeah, that's great. Except for those parts where she, like, goes home and, like, builds a little nest and lies down in it. <laughs> that's great, too. Monica's favorite recurring Samus joke is that she behaves like a bird. There was a funny one that just... Did you link Crystal to it? Which one? The, the, the With the worm? Yeah, the earthworm. Oh, I don't think I did. Hold on. While we're uh, while I'm looking for this, Crystal, would you mind reading the next one? Um, Mark asks, does Samus know the fuck word? Yeah. Probably. Would she say it? Yeah. Okay. I, I don't think that she'll say it in this game, but I have to imagine that she knows the word and is willing to use it. You don't think she'll she'll see the Emmy and be like, oh, fuck? <laughs> no, I don't. Okay. There's a little Tumblr comic there you might enjoy whenever you get a chance to peruse it, Crystal. I think she could probably translate fuck into several different languages. Oh, it's Samus and she, re- she sees a worm, a delicious worm, and her mouth starts watering <laughs> as Peach talks about how normal she is. Yes. Uh-huh. She's like, mmm, earthworm. <laughs> So we, we, we've got a Rot 13 question here. Let me from, translate that. Okay. The story bits that were revealed about Dread have me confused. Samus is doing work for the Federation again. The ex-Parasite is on another planet. Any ideas or explanations? And that comes in from J-Bob. The way that I'm reading it, J-Bob, is that Samus is answering a distress call. And if I had to take a guess, that distress call is a trap. To lure Samus into what has been set up as a grave or prison for her. Oh, absolutely. We did discuss this during the E3. Yeah, the Federation is trying to take out Samus. Yeah. They were like, oh, yeah, don't worry about have uh, the events of fusion and the things that you blew up along the way. It's all water under the bridge. And then it wasn't. And then it wasn't. And they really should have been. They should have left well enough alone. <laughs> because if, if Samus was willing to just let it be under the bridge... You know, that's where you go, whew. Uh, Crystal, we'll get into this more as we talk more about the series. But Samus and the Federation, if they're on friendly terms in this game, then Sakamoto's a fucking coward. You don't think it could be like, oh, there's a new president. Samus has been pardoned. 
I mean, it could be, but that would mean that he's a fucking coward. Okay. He's not willing to have Samus kill human soldiers in the Federation. It wouldn't have her, like, facing the extremely corrupt government and power structure that has cost many hundreds of lives and potentially could have cost billions or trillions. Now, I I see the, the moral, the ethical argument there, but Samus is also here to get paid. She is here to get paid. And they have the biggest wallet. They do have the biggest wallet. Oh, I can't wait to talk about that though, because that that's not what Samus is. Like she does, she is here to get paid, but first she's a warrior of justice. First, oh right, because Sakamoto doesn't didn't know what bounty hunter meant. <laughs> right, yes, and they didn't discover what that was until like two thousand four. Yeah, and they've tried to incorporate it a little bit. The manga actually has her doing some actual bounty hunter bullshit in it. Where it's like there's a terrorist attack using this giant alien monster. And she's like, yeah, I'll take care of it. Uh, Pay me this much. And the guy's like, not only is this thing about to kill people, that's over three times regular market price. And she's like, too late. Already did it. Pay me. She's like the dirty pair. Yeah. But, you know, bounty hunters don't usually like. They're just here to to bring uh, people accused of crimes to jail. Yeah. Or in the old west, maybe kill them. Right. But it's not usually like there's some Godzilla creature that is threatening all of humanity. Yeah, she's she's really more – it's better to think of her as a mercenary rather than a yeah. bounty hunter. Mercenary probably makes more sense. And really, it seems to shine through that she will, um, she will accomplish her missions, but anything along the side, if things don't agree with her. Yeah. Yeah. She's like – Imagine that you have a galactic federation of planets, and you also have a military that serves as the primary defense force for this galactic federation of planets. And this one person is so fucking badass that occasionally you'll go, listen, our military can't do this. We need you to do it. And then she fucking does it. Alone. Alone. Anyway, Samus should kick the shit out of the federation at some point. I forget what we were talking about. Metroid Dread. Metroid Dread. (laughs) Metroid Dread would be a great jumping off point for that. They're trying to trap her in that It's planet. the end of the relationship of Samus and the Federation. I think that's the real thing. Jason asks, Samus will use her Metroid DNA to gain superpowers like Ripley and Alien Resurrection. Discuss. Yeah, I think we see that in the trailer. Yeah, I think when she kills the big, um, when she kills the big lizard thing, she gets the ability to turn invisible. So uh, she, she, she does that. She does actually use her Metroid powers for that exact purpose. It's already happened before, so... Yep, she's keeping it up. In the recent trailer, it appears to be there was a Chozo Civil War. Will any of you be willing to do a Metroid AMV to Axl Rose singing Civil War? Not Guns N' Roses. Yeah, it's boomer music. <laughs> I don't know who Axl Rose is. From Guns N' Roses. Oh, okay. I don't really know what Guns N' Roses is. They're a band. Yeah, I, I know that, but I don't know what they sang. Oh, that's fair enough. Aside from Civil War, I guess. Welcome to the Jungle. Oh, okay, I know, you know that, that one. one. Paradise City? They've had a few things in Guitar Hero. I don't know Paradise City. You don't know Paradise? Okay, we'll listen to that later. eh, It's fine. Okay, Crystal, this last one I think is most important for you. Who would win in a fight, Metroid or Halo? Um, hmm, Samus has destroyed planets. True. Chief has destroyed Halo rings, which are just a a weirdly shaped planet. Also true. Um, has, Has Samus ever survived a fall from space? Um, 
Yes, essentially. She doesn't take fall damage. Okay. Master Chief takes a little <laughs> fall damage. Oh, that's rough. But not that much. Um, Samus doesn't have the assistance of the AI Cortana. That's true. She has Adam. <laughs> oh, God. So, well, I mean, are we counting rampant Cortana? Or did yeah. they make a new one? Did they make a new Cortana for Infinite? Yeah, they made it a teen Cortana. Oh, good. I'm glad that they did that. So now Master Chief's girlfriend can now be his daughter. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad that they did that. I'm glad that that happened. <laughs> also, they killed old Cortana off screen, I guess. Oh, my God. Okay, so the Cortana who used to jack off Master Chief inside the suit has been replaced. <laughs> uh-huh. Now that all that calm went somewhere. Oh, no. <laughs> That's grody, but funny. Um, who would win, though? Between, I think Metroid. I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll say Samus would absolutely kick Master Chief's fucking ass. Samus generally takes more hits than Master Chief. She's really hard to kill. Do, do, do you remember the, the video? Haloid? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, who won There's in Haloid? A, uh, it, was, it was a draw because they both had to fight the Covenant. That's that's a cop-out. It's a big cop-out. You can't but make see versus the, videos where there's not a definite winner. We'll see. You had, they had the fight. And the, whole, the part that really gets me about Haloid, like the part that really gets my goozle over this shit is that Haloid is the origin of the Super Smash Brothers version of Zero Suit Samus. She has the rocket boots. Her stun gun becomes a whip in Haloid. It's just like Does it? Yes. Uh-huh. Everything from Smash's depiction of Zero Suit Samus is actually from Haloid. Even like the rocket boots alone. Oh my god. Yeah. When did the Haloid the 2004? Oh my I see, god. this up. Let's see. So this is pre-zero mission. Pre-brawl. Pre-brawl. Two thousand eight before brawl. Brawl was two thousand eight. So yeah, yeah. Uh, so Haloid is essentially canon, but also Haloid's <laughs> the one that started the whole thing, where it's like, ah, Samus in in her zero suit is just as tough as Samus in the power suit, and it's like, oh, please shut up, please don't talk anymore. Oh, I, I'm my mind's blown that. They just ripped off Haloid for Smash. Uh-huh. Yep. Well, I mean, Sock... The director of Smash has not been super great about handling certain properties. One of them is Metroid. Samus in Smash doesn't feel much like Samus in Metroid does. It's probably not one of the games he enjoys playing. Right. <laughs> Uh, uh, for, for our younger listeners, why, 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 why? I'm just watching Halo, and I got to the part where Samus has Chief pinned down, and then she she uh, sheathes her sword as her boobs jiggle, and she sort of sexily wraps herself around Master Chief to kiss him on the helmet. Uh huh. Yeah. And then they get distracted by the Covenant. Fucking rest in peace, Monty Ohm. But that means Samus won, right? Apparently. There you go. For our younger <laughs> listeners, there is a, a video. Called Haloid. You can just Google Haloid, you'll find it. It's the original uh, 3D. Like, back in the day, being able to make a 3D thing like this it's was... It's very impressive, by one person. It's the person who started the Ruby franchise. Yeah. Oh, man, Haloid. That takes me back. I should rewatch that as part of this whole thing, if we're going to talk about Sam. It, 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 that is just Samus and Smash, right? Yes. Okay. 
Wait, Why, at not- the end of this, it turns out Master Chief's a girl, and yes. then they fuck? Oh, right, yes, yes. yes. This is actually- you, you forgot? <laughs> I, for- I forgot that this is- I thought that that might have been the case. This is actually um, the version- uh, the-, the Spartan soldier who appeared in Dead or Alive 4, 5, That wasn't out like yet. So, neither was Brawl. It was a very big video. How many companies are <laughs> ripping off Monty Um? It took oh my god, Monty Um's so big brained. It turns out Master Chief was a girl, and they're lesbians. Yeah. Yes. A girl who was in Lesbians with Samus. Man. <laughs> Monty Um's a genius. Uh, yeah, a real genius. Very much ahead of his time for uh, these particular depictions. Changing- and at the end, they both dance. Yes, they do. Yep. And and so do the Covenant, I think. I'm glad that you're getting to re-experience this, Crystal. <laughs> I, I don't think I ever really paid attention to it before. You must have been pretty young. Yeah, this would have been when you were like 13, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was 11. I was going to say 13 seems well, pretty... Wait a minute. D- 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 oh, shit. That was when my brother was 13. I'm sorry. Uh, last few questions from Jason. Will the Federation be cool and good like in Prime or bad like in Fusion? I think that they're bad. I'm hoping for bad. Come on. Do it. They can Is be good Other people. M treated as canon? <sighs> They're That's going a- to ignore it as best they can. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Crystal? It's not Met- It's not a numbered Metroid. That's true. It's not. They did not mention... They talked about how it's a sequel to Fusion. They did not mention Other M. That's true. They, they sp- And when they talk about the series on the whole for the past couple months, they have been avoiding mentioning Other M specifically. Yep. Is there anything in Other M that really would impact anything? Um, yes. But Crystal and I will talk about that in the inevitable Other M episode, which you do not have to participate in. I'll just sit around and make faces. Sure. How problematic will Adam continue to be? I think in this one it won't be as bad. It's going to be pretty problematic just because of what that character represents because of Other M. But if they ignore it, it could be okay. He's just Adam's a computer. A computer. <laughs> yeah, see, Jeez. there you go. Just a Jarvis. Yep. If you want to send in more questions about the Metroid games, you can send those to Book of Medora Podcast at gmail.com. That is Book of Medora Podcast at gmail.com. That's M U D O R A. M U D O R A. But they know that if they're listening to this. Um, there might be people who are into Metroid who are not into Zelda. For the last time on this particular episode, Book of Medora Podcast at gmail.com. Where can we find you, Crystal? Twitter.com slash Arcane Crystal. Patreon.com slash Arcane Crystal. Um, the Eidolon Playtest Podcast, an actual play of the Eidolon Become Your Best Self RPG, where you can make uh, a character where your soul can come out and fight for you. Gotta love that. Uh, MCU Complete Me, podcast where I talk with Luke about uh, Marvel movies. And whether they're good or if they're bad. I'm looking forward to the Black Widow episode. Let's Place, the show where we scientifically and objectively rank every video game according to the merits of its quality. And I was That's recently on the Export Audio Network to talk about Sinbad, Legend of the Seven Seas. How was that? Pretty good movie. Good flick. Nice. But was it a, a, a movie or was it a TV show? It was a movie. Oh, I seem like, wasn't there a TV show for Sinbad as well? Yeah, but we don't talk about that. Okay. No, there wasn't. 
you never saw the Sinbad series? There was not a Sinbad series that was related to that movie. Oh, no, I don't mean about that movie. And she doesn't generally been Sinbad series. Yes. Yeah. Cameron, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at Cam Writer and precisely nowhere else. We will return next time to talk about Metroid 1 slash Metroid Zero Mission. We don't know when that'll be, but it will be. Bye. Oh, Oh, there was a Metroid joke. (gasps) This comes in from reddit.com slash r slash Metroid slash comments. God. Slash E-Z-J-W-C-E slash know any good Metroid jokes with uh, underscores between all those words. This comes in from Reddit user Scared Us. I know a few Metroid jokes, but they're not very good. Ooh. Ah. I hate it. Nice. Right, like so that it. one's half decent. All right, I'll take that. Okay, bye oh. for real. All right, bye. bye. bye.